0: visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
1: You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding.
2: all I ever wanted was a little love I want true romance it's true
3: hello to romance listeners this is Devin Leary and uh, no honey no sweetie no No. Okay. I guess. Sure. Since she's being so goddamn insistent about it. I'm joined by Carolina Barlow. I'm joined by the Italian stallion herself, Carolina Barlow. And I want to say that this is all I'm going to say on the matter. So don't even you goddamn push for any more. I know that things are really fucking bleak. And I right now am choosing to talk with you all today about joy. I'm choosing to talk to you about a couple of things that have brought total, unadulterated, pure, fine grade joy into my life. And I also want to say that I went to see the comedy show of comedian Lil Frex, a friend of the pod, a friend of mine, and someone did ask a question about, I don't know, like is Trump going to run in 2023 or whatever and she said let's just enjoy this while this lasts guys let's just enjoy this summer like we know bleak things are on the horizon but it's important it, it's important to joy it's important to enjoy things right now and i totally wholeheartedly agree with that one thing that truly light, lit up my my fucking My mind is like a cave where little pieces of serotonin are grasping onto little tiny wisps. They're just branches. Wisps flowing with tiny droplets of serotonin just gripping for their last breath of life. And this movie blew serotonin through that cave, lit it up in Technicolor. And that movie is Top Gun, the sequel. I don't even know the full title. Top Gun. I still haven't seen it. Carol, I've never seen the original. I started watching the original last night because I was like, now I'm down this train and you know I'm not going to stop. I went to go see it. I went kind of like, I was like, oh, I just want to be a part of the cultural moment, but like, I don't know if I'm going to love this movie. And I find myself cheering in in a fucking theater full of hundreds of strangers, cheering, screaming, clapping, saying, yes! Feeling like fuck you to anyone who goes against Maverick. If you go against Maverick, you are my enemy. I'm with Maverick. I'm with Goose. My feelings aside about these men, of course, I have feelings about Miles Teller and him calling Shailene Woodley his sister. Of course, I have feelings about Tom Cruise. We don't even have to explain why. All of that is where gone. is
0: Shelly Miskovich? We
3: don't need to worry about Shelley, that. Right now. No offense, Shelly, but your disappearance is off in the fucking sky, floating somewhere, and it is not grasped by me anymore because I am letting it go so that I can enjoy this. And I lived for it. I was like, I was like, he's Maverick people. He's, I was like, come on, John Hamm. You don't think Maverick's going to be Maverick. He's just being Maverick. That's him. Come on. He's crazy. He does what he wants. He saves the day. Loved it. Camaraderie, living for it. I will say that like, I found that I didn't finish the 80s version yet. I just started watching it. It did feel a little more sexual. Like I kind of was like, why was there no sex in the new one? Like there's not there's a weird storyline with Tom Cruise and some woman who seems completely irrelevant. No offense to her. But I'm like, there was no sex like the 80s one. There's a lot of sexual charge in there. It's like there's like they're almost going to have sex in a bathroom. Like Tom Cruise mentions like having sex with a girl on a bathroom counter. Like I'm like, okay, I am here for this. Men like spanking each other in jorts, like yeah, you could yeah. say color me intrigued Val Kilmer in his prime. Yeah, you could yeah. say I, I, you could that say I, I want to see Ooh. him in a locker room. So that's one thing. It's like I wish they had more sex, but it's not Love Island, it's Top Gun Baby, and I am in. Carol, likewise, I'm in. Okay. I'm completely in. She's got nothing to say about it. She's gotta go see it. If she cares about I herself, she'll see it. If she loves herself, she'll see it. No pressure. No pressure. But if you have any self-worth at all, you would bring yourself to go see Top Gun in theaters. I think it's called Top Gun Maverick, but I'm not quite sure.
0: It sure is. Okay. (laughs) I love that Devin's like, this changed my life. But Devin, you also watched another movie recently for the first time. Oh, you
3: better believe it. Okay. This is my experience with this saga. We all know that I love Channing Tatum. I've always loved him since Step Up. I've always thought he was the perfect man. I still think he's the perfect man. And he has never once done a single thing that has made me falter from that. And not the same can be said for anything. Anyone else? Like, Of course, I have love for JLo. There's been moments where my love has faltered. Of course, I have love for Beyonce. There's been moments where my love has faltered. Don't even get me started on all of the people that I've like had sexual feelings towards in the industry who fucking disappoint me Vinny Guadagnino when you didn't resp- t- respond to my DM okay and didn't even match me on Raya when once I the get industry. to Raya this is the thing that's upsetting I get to Raya I get to the point where I'm like oh maybe I can consider myself actually an equal to Vinny Guadagnino from Jersey Shore and yet he still doesn't match with me like okay I thought you were wish, equals bitch. now all right so that so people disappoint me Channing Tatum has never disappointed me If anything, he just continues to exceed expectations. He is currently writing children's books for young girls called Spark Ella, where he dresses in a tutu and reads books to young children. I can't. Bitch, He's currently has a dog and he made a movie about the dog. Like, it just, he never stops. So when I first saw Magic Mike, I saw it with friend of the pod, Tess Sitzman. I think I've spoken about it on the pod before, where I actually told her I felt, i i I suddenly felt I need to be alone to continue watching this. This is such a sexual experience for me that, I felt uncomfortable that she was there. I felt so, I've never been so turned on to a group of people, not just one, of course, Tanning, but like, what's his name? Joe Mangella. Like, yeah, please, Matt Bomer, please. I mean, Matthew McConaughey, always please, even when he's like a little bit Republican. Honestly, I kind of appreciate him right now talking to Aunt Abby Wambach on ESPN. Yeah, you could sign me up. So I, that magic Mike one, it's a steven steven soderbergh yeah. movie and i i so then flash you forward. sound like a 13
0: year old girl who's giving her youtube a movie review but of course it's also very serious it's directed
3: by the noted director steven um, Soderberg. steven soderbergh um and <laughs> so then flash forward so then i somehow i just live my life not watching magic mike xxl Literally, God so only knows. And by the way, I have had to switch my antidepressants multiple times since then, and it truly might have been because I didn't watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Like something was missing. Have, something was missing. So I'm on Facetime with friends of the pod, Haley karcher and um Hannah kotzen who whose newsletter I I recommended. Send me the link. And Hannah says she had her birthday party. And her birthday party was renting out a theater to watch Magic Mike XXL. And I go, oh, I've never seen it. The way these women reacted was they, it was like, I told them like, oh, I didn't know that Santa doesn't exist. Like they were like, wait, what are you fucking? Actually, they would react less enthusiastically. If I said, I didn't know Santa doesn't exist. They would probably just be like, oh, you are not okay. Um, So I immediately that day I sit down. I sit down. The way I can't even put into words the way this movie made me feel, I've never had such a positive reaction to absolutely anything in my life. The only thing I can compare it to is after living for years with intense social anxiety, OCD and depression, taking a drink of alcohol and realizing there was an escape. Like, that's the only thing I can compare it to. I was like, wait, this is it's I what it it's everything good from magic Mike one without like the bad parts, which is basically just like having a storyline, like Olivia Munn (laughs) and and Olivia Munn. Like all I can say is like, I truly didn't follow. If there is a storyline in magic Mike XXL, I truly didn't follow it. And I don't think that matters. It's like, He builds furniture now. His furniture is heinous, but God does know that I would go into deep, severe debt. If I had the opportunity to buy furniture from Channing Tatum, I would be buying driftwood headboards and fucking industrial style coffee tables. My house would be full of them and I would be a hoarder if I had the opportunity to buy that, but that's what he's doing. And then he like is upset because his one employee doesn't have health care. And then he gets a call that Dallas died. Matthew McConaughey's Mm -hmm. character So he goes to Tampa and then they're like, just kidding. Dallas didn't die. But do you want to go on a road trip with us? And he's like, no. And then he goes home and is building furniture and Pony by Genuine comes on and he engages triggered. I'm triggered in what can only be described as a gift that felt like it was tailored just to me. I think that's why like Channing Tatum is someone who like when I go on his Instagram and I read the celebrity like I mean, when I read his fans like comments on there, it's like. They are so insane. But like, I do understand it because when he dances to Pony by Genuine, I do feel like he is doing it just for me. Like, I feel like he knows what I needed and he understood and he did it. Like, I feel like he knows that women in the world need help. And like, that's why he made this movie. Like I feel like it was made to celebrate women and women's desire. And I just was like, oh, my God, when he was dancing to Pony, I was. The grin on my face has never been so big. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure if I have a child, it might compare that kind of joy. (laughs) But like, I don't even think it will. I was just like, oh, and then it just keeps getting better and better because then he's like, all right, fuck it. I am going on the road trip. And then it's like, great, fuck it. We're just going to dance left and fucking right. Take off our clothes left and fucking right. Every time you think there's a lull and you're like, oh, are they going to have a serious conversation? It's like endearing and cute for 2 seconds and then they're like anyway, do you want to fucking grind all over the place and for Matt Bomer to like slightly pull down his pants so you can see his ass a little bit? Uh yeah, I do want that. Yeah, I do. I really do. So, <laughs> people say they lose faith. They don't believe in a higher power. What they need to do is enter into their search bar www.hbomax.com search magic mike XXL and just click a little sideways triangle button that means play and you will have your hope and that will mean play and that play and historically that will mean play and it will play Magic Mike XXL and you will remember because by the way it's about friendship like the moments where they all come together like I really don't understand again this storyline is a little lost on me Joe who aka Tarzan that's his name right Joe Manjela's <laughs> yes. character no so, no that Tarzan is like the huge guy Oh, who's, who's Joe's character? He's like the werewolf. He's the guy the... whose dick is too big. Oh my God, please. The guy whose dick is too big. Um, He plays Big Dick Richie. Okay. Just fucking. Thank you. Thank you that that's a character. Thank you. But let, let me just say this. What was the story? Carolina trying to talk this episode is actually I know funny. it's
0: actually really funny. I'm like, uh, so, no, oh, and Devin is on the pulpit. She's hitting the Bible with her fist. The Bible has
3: warned people the pages are yellowed. That's how much I've been fucking soapboxing about Magic Mike XXL. So, the, the storyline that Big Dick Richie, like, isn't a fireman, he's a male entertainer. Like, he has some sort of conflict about the fact that, like, he really wants to, like, he thinks he has to be something other than a male entertainer. And Channing Tatum keeps saying, like, you're not a fireman, you're a male entertainer. I really don't, I feel like I did miss some important plot points because I was probably like, in fantasy or i don't want to go into details what i was doing but i did miss some plot points due to distractions and so i don't know what that was but whatever it was it led them to this scene where they go to a gas station and big dick richie is down on himself he thinks he like can't turn women on are you kidding me big dick richie if you could see me right now just thinking about you like i am fucking beaming for you so they're like, I bet if you go in that gas station, you could like make this woman smile. And he's like, I don't even think I can, guys. He starts to go in. What do they play? What song do they play, Carolina, when he enters the gas station? Oh, they play back. Uh, Backstreet Boys, right? It is Backstreet Boys, but I actually don't know. <laughs> You're
0: like, I, no, really. I what it, is it? <laughs> I think it's
3: no, really. I really don't know. I think it was Backstreet's Back for Life, right? No, it's not. It's you, Are." My My fire. Fire. But one desire, fire it's, I want one. it that way so they start playing I want it that way fucking big dick richie goes into this gas station and just does a strip routine to I want it that way by backstreet boys while they keep panning to the glass of the gas station where through the glass Channing Tatum and the crew are just watching him cheering him on so it's like not only do you have like the hot like hottest, sexiest thing I've ever seen. Never been more turned on since the pony genuine scene. And then you also have camaraderie. You also have friendship. You You also have brotherhood. You also have female empowerment. Trying to make a woman smile. Smile. You You also have emphasis on supporting our service workers and giving them gratitude and gratuity. You have that because a woman worked at a gas station? like So you're also unionizing. So you're, so you're also, also pro-union. Unionizing. You actually have everything I could ever want or need. Like, why is God this good? I literally felt in that moment, I thought, God is
0: this good. I would like to say something this episode. And um, um, that's well, that period.
3: Have, you're going to have to submit a request. No, go ahead. I want to
0: say why I love Magic Mike and what I think, why I think it's a, I, I'm not going to say a feminist man. Festo, because I believe oh, it's it more is. of a feminist. I think it's an experience. I think it's a feminist experience, and what I okay. mean by that is that I personally have never wanted to go to a male strip club. Male nudity makes me nervous, and I prefer to be nervous sexually with a man one on one instead of in a group of people. Um, but when I sit down, when I watch this movie, it is clear that in this movie and this world, it's the onus is on the men to entertain and satisfy yep. me. Yeah. I can relax. I can sit back. It's Channing's job. To make Mm -hmm. me happy. And he knows it. And he knows it. It, He takes that as an honor. And let's compare it to any movie with a hot woman in it. So like, whether it's Angelina Jolie or Zoe Deutsch or Lily Collins, whether it's Emily in Paris or Carrie Bradshaw, I'm supposed to aspire to be that hot woman. Whether she's cute, you know, super hot or like messy cute. I'm supposed to want to be them. I'm supposed to look. To mirror myself after them so that I can get the love story that they're earning in their movie. Yes. I don't have to worry about that right now. Nope. Channing and his literal army of strippers have to make me happy. Yep, And it's reminds me of the seminal music video album that was Beyonce's Lemonade. It came out in 2016 on my birthday. That was a special day for me. And in one of her music videos to the song Sorry you'll remember that she sits casually on what looks to be a throne. Her leg is dangling over one of the chair's arms and mm-hmm. Serena Williams wears a leotard and dances around a mansion while Beyonce casually sings to the camera. Mm-hmm. And what Beyonce is saying literally and metaphorically through the video expression is sorry, I'm not dancing for you anymore. I have nothing to prove yep. to you. Men yep. have been disappointing me lately and not just republicans but just like men as Devin has been saying on the pod who are expecting us to fill in all these quotas on these apps just been asking for anything whether it's time whether it's energy whether it's them to teach me something that i already know i i I just want to sit i want to eat takeout and i want to watch channing hump the floor in sweatpants um And I don't want to have to worry about how to present myself. I want to, I want to objectify men. And I think magic Mike invites us into a world where that's possible.
3: I totally wholeheartedly agree. Have I considered traveling to Vegas to see magic Mike live multiple times? Yes. Have I considered traveling to London to see it multiple times? Yes. My question is when is it coming to New York? But also I think you're right. It's like, they don't even bother this time. They know what we need. It's like, I don't know when they made the first one, but like things have only gotten worse for women since ever. So I think it's like the first one they like made us sit through a plot point and like the plot line and the drug dealing or whatever. And now this time they were like, wait, you know what women need? They need this. And I was like, more, you know they need, they need XXL. They need more of the men. They need more of the men. They need more of the grinding. At one point, Channing set like talks about stripping and he's like, or male entertaining. And he's like, well, the way I like did it is that I just like thought this girl was really hot in the club. And I started dancing with her and the way i danced was like just me imagining what i would do to her during sex and i actually needed that because i of course i imagined that like while i'm watching him dance of course i imagine that's what he would would do to me during sex but to have him confirm that 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 is what he would do during sex just really took me over the breaking point where i was like i'm gonna be using this as porn for the rest of my life to know that like he actively does like have sex that way like if I allow myself to, I can get angry about it. I did cry at one point. I thought, like, this is just not fair that I can never, like, be with this person and he exists. Like Devin did, when she watched XXL, she texted me um,
0: that she was upset that she would never be able to hook up with these people. And I I know Devin well enough to know that she was not saying that to be, you know, facetious or hyperbolic. I knew that she was slightly upset.
3: No, I'm angry. But, like, but at the same time, can I be angry because... You can't because in this movie, when you get into a sequence where Channing Tatum with a backwards hat and a deep cut V, are you fucking kidding me? That face, those shoulders, deep cut V, backwards hat. I am dying. He's like, I know an MC for us, which by the way, then again, at this point, they're like going to a convention. God knows why. None of it makes sense. Doesn't matter. He's like, I know an MC for the convention. Now that Dallas is like not dead, but no longer with us. No one explains. Okay. Okay. He's in China with the kid who's Alex Pettifer, who in real life
0: was crazy and messed up his relationship with Channing and also had a restraining order taken out on him by Diane Agron. So I don't need to know not... any of this information. Okay. It's not a part of my
3: life. It's not a part okay. of my life. So I'm only for the joy of the Magic Mike universe. I don't want to know about China right now. Like, no offense. I don't want to be thinking about that. So I'd rather, I'm happier in Tampa. Um, So Channing goes to meet his MC, which is Jada Pinkett Smith playing a woman who runs a male entertainment establishment where she is like the queen that everybody bows down to. She makes Channing Tatum kiss her because she has that power. It's so hot, like never loved her more in a role. So just when you think things can't get any better, okay? and she's like, oh, come in this other room. Let me show you what goes on here. You're watching Michael Strahan. Strip and dance on a woman and humble. I woman. totally
0: forgot this part. Yes.
3: Okay. So you're like now things really can't get better. Can this? Can they? Oh wait a second. Pan upwards to the staircase. Who's standing there? Childish Gambino, aka Donald Glover, ready to take off his shirt while he sings a song to a woman about how beautiful she is. So I, at that point, at that point, I said this cannot go on. This cannot continue to be better. It cannot. <laughs> it cannot. They have to stop. I'm dying. I'm losing myself here. I cannot even like, no, it must feel like when, like when someone finds like a million dollars on the street and it's like, they see one stack of hundreds. They're like, Oh my God. It's like, keeps getting more. They're like, no, this cannot be a million dollars. Like this cannot be more. It's more, it's more. And then I'm like, I'm not even at the final convention, the final performance yet. Like, are you kidding me? So The final performance features everyone in their best way. The best music. I loved, again, Matt Bomer with those like half pulled off jeans. Are you kidding? Where his ass is showing? Like, okay, what? Obsessed. Channing Tatum doing like a mirror dance at the same time. And with, as another guy. And I love the fact that like Amber Heard is, which by the way, I am team Amber Heard, but I won't be going into that. So I will always support her. Um, But by the way, Her role is like basically barely there. It's just like she's like kind of like seems kind of mysterious. And he's like, oh, what would your drag name be? And he says his name would be Clitoria, which obviously turns me on like no other. Just that he would use the word similar to Clitoris makes me (laughs) turn on. And then she just kind of like is a little weird. And then she has a mom who has a party and they go to the party and they reawaken all these middle aged women's sex lives. And then she happens to be at the final show and he dances for her. And she's like, that was awesome. That's the only arc I need. That's Mm -hmm. the only arc I need. I don't need to know if they're going to be together in the end. I don't need to know any of that shit. I don't need to know if Channing Tatum's one employee ends up getting health insurance. I just needed this. And guess what? If you're worried out there like I was the second it ended, there's a third one coming out. Is there really? You know, what's so funny is that
0: Channing Tatum was talking about it on a program I like to call the Kelly Clarkson show. And he was like, I've been putting off the third one because I have to diet so much for it.
3: No, and what I loved about him,
0: what I loved about him though, is he was being very realistic for someone who used to have a serious ED. I think you would appreciate this as well, Devin. She says like, "Well, to look like that," and he's like, "Nobody is supposed to look like that." Wait, no, I want
3: them to look like that. (laughs) Is that not natural?
0: (laughs) Wait, that's not natural. No, it's unnatural. You can't eat anything. You have to work out all the time. Oh. Okay. We're going to take a commercial break while Devin processes this news. (laughs) Oh, okay. And we'll be back. Devin, you're having a conversation with a friend of the pod, correct? Yes. Yes. Please stay tuned.
2: I want you.
4: At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station, with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world. To bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts.
2: Learn more at ucsd.edu. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico – and enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on Easy Mode at AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.
3: Hello, True Romance listeners. This is Devin Leary reporting live with a special new segment that we, I guess we're going to, have the name be TBD for now. But um, the whole idea for this segment was inspired by the same bachelorette party that I've previously talked about on the podcast, a very healing experience for me, surrounded by women who are really in their best selves, walking down Bourbon Street, fully actualized. It was a really transformative four to five days. And I was graced with the presence of I guess I could be generous and say a new friend who was generous enough to share her presence with you all today. Please welcome Nancy. My name is Nancy De Silva.
5: Um, I am Devin Leary's new friend. Yes. And I am very excited to have that status. I would like to um, validate that it was a very transformative bachelorette party. I have been at so many Bachelorette parties. I also I used to live in New Orleans. So I have been on Bourbon Street my fair number of times. Yes. And I would say that that was not my most self actualized version uh, when we were walking down Bourbon Street on this trip. I personally hate
3: Bourbon Street. Yeah. Um,
5: it took every fiber of my being to do that, but we did it for, you know, the one, the only Haley. We did. But I do believe that it was an incredible trip. I, was transformed most by Stevie Nicks. uh, That's the one part I missed, which is very unfortunate. I was moved to tears. I have never felt so strongly at a musical performance. I'm not like a music changed my life, man. Like I love concerts. I love going to like live music and all that good stuff, but I am not someone for whom like, music is an integral part of my meditative practice or whatever.
3: And okay, well, um, I am. so okay, fine. No, I'm but, not. <laughs> but Stevie Nicks, like, that
5: was transformative. I have never felt so emotionally moved. I was crying. It was beautiful. She was doing Landslide. The sun was setting over New Orleans. It was my first time back since pre-COVID. And, oh, my God, it was incredible. But anyway. So
3: I will say that you had um, minimum three, probably more clutch moments on the trip for me where like you came in and like the day was saved. One was the first night we're getting ready to go out and all the mirrors are taken up by someone getting ready. And I was like, well, I have to like put makeup on and there's like not a single mirror in sight. And I didn't own a compact mirror at the time. Like I had nothing to do my makeup with. And then you come in with, wait for it, this. (gasps) You bought it? I bought the same one. No way. You come in (laughs) with this eyeshadow palette with like a huge, it like comes with a huge mirror. It's like euphoria colors. And so like, I don't know how often I'll use these like bright colors, but it has this huge mirror. So you came in with that. I did my makeup using this and it felt like I was in college again. I cannot believe that you bought it. That is. First
5: off, I also don't know when I'll ever use it again, but I feel kind of like a Gen Z influencer
3: having it in my makeup bag. I do too. I feel so cool. I literally should go to work where everyone's Gen Z besides me and just be like, oh, hey guys, anyone wants some sugar crystals? (laughs) Anybody interested in some sugar crystals for your eyes? No, I mean, I had to have it and I was so grateful for that. Okay. So that's clutch moment. Number one. Number two is us walking down, as we said, Bourbon Street. I, too, was, like, a little bit, especially during the day, Bourbon Street, like, I just was, like, this is a little bit sad. It's like It felt like a lot of men who were, like, there for, like, a convention or, like, a business conference, and yeah. then they go to Bourbon Street, and they're, like, getting fucked up, and it's just, like, it was just upsetting, kind of. But you, at one point, you just walk by, like, a vision, and you're, like, there's an ice cream place right around the corner, and I was, like, I'm following you. And we got this delicious ice cream, gelato, I think. I think it was custard. No, you're right. It was custard. You're right. You're right. So that was clutch moment number two. So third clutch moment. We're driving. It's a stressful day for me because I was on this bachelorette party, but also I was getting all these emails from work. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to go on the alligator cruise because of this work thing. So I'm a little bit bummed, but... Just when I need a distraction from all the worries on my mind, Nancy comes in with truly the most thrilling date story. Like, it started out that you, I think you said like, oh, I have like a really crazy date story. And at first I'm like, okay, like you, this, that, okay, that's like pretty too. And then I was like, wait, what's happening? Then I'm like, is everything going to be okay? It's like a horror movie. It's like, I, I feel like I'm in the middle of like that moment in the horror movie where you're like, get out, like, don't go in, whatever. And I just, I needed, I needed it to be shared with our listeners because it honestly changed my life and I know it will change the lives of all of our listeners. So please, Nancy, will you share this ride of a lifetime? Yeah. Um, it was a gray day in New Orleans. We were driving
5: to a swamp tour, which by the way, we only caught like two alligators. It wasn't really that thrilling of a boat riding as much.
3: Um. But there were a lot of pics. Yet again, there were a lot of
5: pics. Yet again, there were a lot of pics um, on this pontoon boat. The at pontoon. At like head in the
3: morning. Yeah.
5: So um, Anyway, so yeah, I'm happy to dive right into this. I will disclaim, I have been on so many dates in my life. Um, I've never been in a serious relationship. And so I just am like full of these dinner party stories. And I would say this one, it came at a time where I was So exhausted by just having funny stories. I was like, why can't I just have a normal date? Like, why does everything end spectacularly? And enter this story. So it was about April of 2021. And I was out to dinner at Peking Duck House, which is great in Chinatown. And I was there with about 10 friends. We're eating our Peking duck. And I look at the table next to us and I see a familiar face. Now um, Devin do you want to give this person name I don't want to like blow up their spot in the event that this gets back to them yes so you can name him
3: um okay Chuck Chuck great. Right. okay
5: so I see Chuck at the table next to me now listeners might be wondering who is Chuck to Nancy Chuck is my first kiss in 10th grade, I was a late bloomer. Chuck and I kissed for the first time in 10th grade at a Halloween party. I was dressed as a sailor. He was Cute. dressed as a lifeguard. What? Nautical? Nautical. Nautical. Hop on board. Hop on um, board. Um, I was at this party and he walked in and we went to high school together. And he, a day earlier, was like, are you going to be at this Halloween party? And I said, yes. And he was like, I'm bringing you something. And I was like, Oh my god, like what? And then when I saw him, I was like, what did you bring me? And then he kissed me. <gasps> Wait, it's a fucking movie. Uh, that was my first kiss. That's
3: so romantic. That probably ruined you for life. You're like, when is the next guy going to do something as cinematic as that?
5: Um, I had a I've had a few kisses since then. I will say in the moment it didn't feel romantic. It felt cheesy. Okay. But it was but it was finally happening. Like, you know that like when you're just waiting for your first kiss, and I was like, "Finally, I've gotten this out of the way."
3: Yeah, I, I would know. Say what you mean. All of my
5: major sexual milestones to me have felt more like a relief than an accomplishment.
3: I totally relate and agree to that. Yeah.
5: So anyway, so that's the
3: first. You got an you got a bonus story there for
5: yeah, the
2: first.
3: Yeah, this
5: kiss. is fun. Anyway, so I go over. I am the type of person I because I grew up in New York, run into people I know all the time to the point where I keep a list in my phone like a serial killer of all the people I run into <laughs> because I. I'm curious of like how many. So anyways, whenever I run into someone I know, I always go up and say hi because I'm scared that they're going to see me and think that I was being rude by not saying hi. So I, I go out of my way to say hi to you when I see you on the street. Okay. So in true Nancy fashion, I go right up to Chuck's table. He stands up. We hug. He looks very good. And I was like, Chuck, oh my God, it's been so long. How have you been? You look so handsome. I always tell boys they look handsome. They love it. They don't know how to like handle a compliment. Oh my God. Wait, I need
3: your help because I don't know how to talk to boys, but go on.
5: Well, I don't either because I've never had a relationship, but boys love getting complimented because they never do. And it's so sweet when you see their cheeks blush. Anyway, (laughs) Chuck, you look great. How you doing? And then he introduces me to his table of friends. He's like, hey guys, this is Nancy. And I say, hey everyone, I'm Nancy. Chuck was my first kiss. wait you're so smooth Uh, and he turns bright red uh, even redder than he did when i said he looked handsome he turns bright red and he goes i didn't know that and i said yeah you did he said
3: no i didn't i said well now you do and that's (laughs) so good i would have been like um so is everyone having a good time with the duck and eating duck
5: Um, So we have like a cute little thing. All of his friends sort of laugh and like rib him for it. And then I go back to my table and that's it. That's all the interaction we have with Chuck. Then later that night, belly full of duck sitting on my couch, (laughs) I get a text from Chuck. Oh my God. I know. And like these things, I can't emphasize enough. These things don't happen to me. Like I am not the girl who's got like boys blowing up her phone. I, I have never had like a smooth, interaction with a boy in my life. So you were like, this is like wins, wins, wins. Yeah. I was like, this is so cool. Like maybe this is how life happened. Like right. it's just, it's so this feels so natural. Like he texted me afterward. So we're texting a little bit <clears throat> and he pulls the like we should catch up. And then we make a plan for the following Tuesday. This is Saturday night. Awesome. And I'm like this can't be real. These like it's happening too easily. This is so normal. Like, I don't feel like I'm putting on airs. This has to be a joke. But alas, it was not. It was serious. So Tuesday comes and we go out to dinner. We went to dinner. Yeah. Which is like, whoa. Yeah. We went went for Thai food um, on the Upper West Side. And then afterward, we went out for a drink. And then afterward, we went to my apartment and made out on the couch. And I was like, oh my God. Once again, I was like, this is so cool. Like, this is happening so easily. I wasn't scared or like nervous, and I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah, like, I'm making out with Chuck on my couch. Like the only other time I've ever kissed this person I was 13, 14. Yeah, and like, how cool is this?" And I, again, like, n- these things don't happen to me. And so I was just like, maybe this is how life happens to other people. And I'm just living someone else's life right now. So we make out a little bit and it's super fun. And I'm like, you have to leave. Like, I'm not trying to jinx this. But before he left, we made plans for that Friday. And he was like, what are you doing on Friday? And I was like, oh my God,
3: second date? Like, we're
5: making a second date on the first date. Things are going well.
3: Things are happening. Things are moving. The ball is in motion. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm not going
5: to let this momentum get away from me. So I say, yes, let's hang out on Friday. And he was like, cool, I'll pick you up at noon. And I was like, we have a whole day. For those listening, I, at the time, was in graduate school. And so I did not have classes on Friday. So that was very easy for me. It wasn't like I was taking off work. Okay. But I don't quite remember why he had Friday off because he was not in school. Well,
3: to be determined. Put a pin in that one. Put a pin pin in that one. Stay tuned, listeners. Stay
5: tuned. Anyway, so Friday comes, and it's noon. He texts me. He says, I'm downstairs. And I was like, okay, this date is happening. I wore, for those wondering, I wore a pair of bone-colored Everlane pants. Oh, I have those. They're great. You know, the wide leg, the classic that yeah, all, the, yeah, yeah. The girl, all the Brooklyn girls wear? Have them. I wore those with a white T-shirt and a pair of black leather boots from Frame. They're okay. very cool, girl. Like, I looked very cool, girl, on this date. Okay. You're ready and to go? Ready to go. It's April again. So it's like a little chilly, but like I'm wearing a light jacket, you know, whatever. So that's what I'm wearing for a visual for those who like that. I needed that. Thank you. What was he wearing, by the way? He was wearing black jeans, Chelsea boots. I can't remember what shirt he was wearing, but he was wearing a black quilted jacket. Okay. I think he may have been wearing like a red gingham shirt a little preppy for my taste, but he looked good. Okay. Like I'm not complaining. Um, and so I go downstairs and he's sitting outside my building in a Porsche 911. Guys,
3: come on. (laughs) 911 has never sounded so good as this moment. (laughs) Exactly. Like, okay. So a few things. One,
5: I don't know anything about cars. So I found out that it was a Porsche 911 from him. It's not like I recognized immediately that it was, like, a fancy sports car. I did not know it was a Porsche 911. Um, But I was not, like, blind to the fact that it was an impressive car. When I saw the car, here was my internal
3: reaction. Okay. Uh, Oh, okay. You know,
5: I was like, okay, does he really think that this in and of itself is going to get me to take my pants off? Right. You know, like, it felt a little heavy-handed like dude we've already made out like clearly I'm down I don't need like a panty dropper car to you right. know, get me going and I also it I felt as though he was appealing to like a level of ostentatiousness that I actually don't possess at all right and it just felt a little yucky but I wasn't going to be a curmudgeon I wasn't going to be like you're just showing off like this is a disgusting display of wealth I didn't do that but it, it did, you know, there was a bit of an asterisk on the gesture in my mind. Okay. But I was down for the ride. It's a cool car. I'm not going to turn up my nose at, you know, taking a ride in a cool car. It just felt like he really thought that that alone was impressive. And I didn't right. like that. Okay. Yeah. I can totally see that. I can it's see that. It's a cool car. Who cares? So I get in the car and I was like, okay, cool car. What are we doing today? And he was like. We're going upstate. We're going to Cold Spring. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. like. And for those listeners who don't know, Cold Spring is a town probably an hour and a half outside New York City by car. Um, it's a really cute little town, some cute little restaurants, great hiking. There's a museum that's very famous that you can go to. It's a great day trip outside the city. So I was like, wow, this guy's crushing it on, like, the date factor. Of right, this. Like, right. Activities. We're probably going to see some art, maybe, like, smell the spring breeze coming in off the Hudson. Like, right. this is awesome. So I'm jazzed. We're in the car. We're chit-chatting. Conversation is a bit stilted. I do remember at one point he did, like, sort of reach in the back into a bag that he had. And he pulled out, like, a jar that seemed to have some sort of smoothie in it. And he drank.
3: What? And I,
5: yeah, like, I... Smoothies really gro- gross me out. And another very niche thing about me is I hate people who drink out of containers that are not meant to be drinking containers. Oh. So, like, he had this, like, it looked like a, a jam jar that he, clearly he had repurposed for his smoothie so he could, like, screw the lid on. Okay. Like, people who eat soup out of mugs, I hate that. Okay. um, And so I... <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, my back was sort of cringing seeing him drink out of this jam jar. Okay. Anyway, whatever. That is,
3: yeah.
5: I mean. I'm an adult. That's a, that's a, like, a peculiarity of mine. That's not his fault.
3: Did he say anything about it? Like, did he make a joke about it? Or he just, like, casually, oh, that's a little weird. He also didn't, like, offer me any, not that I would have had it, as I said, like, (laughs) I, I physically,
5: like, won't do that. I won't drink out of a jam jar. Yeah. But, uh, not because I'm a snob. It just grosses me out a little bit. But an offer would have been nice. It would have been nice or maybe like maybe if he had a water bottle that would have been nice. Right. Um perhaps I'm the only one who grew up in a house with my mother who keeps water bottles in every single door and cup holder in a car. Well, um, that sounds like a dream. It's really nice. It's like an Uber. Um oh, I also forgot to mention that the second I got in the car, he went in for the kiss. He gave me like a kiss hello.
3: Oh.
5: I forgot that detail. Was
3: it good or did it like catch you off guard?
5: No, it was cute. I was like this is awesome. Okay. Like once again, I'm like, okay, he's making his intentions known. This is so cool. No one is ever this overt with me. Like yeah. I literally am the person who will like ask someone out and then they're just like, Ooh, sorry. I don't think about you that way. And so yeah. to have someone like just going for
3: a hello kiss. Are you kidding me? It's incredible. Yeah. It is though. Like now that you mentioned the conversation getting stilted, like it is a lot of pressure to be like, so we're just going to be like sitting in here for an hour and a half. That being said, I guess it's kind of the same thing as like going to a bar for an hour and a half and having to talk to someone. But like it is a little bit like we're trapped, but you already knew him and you'd already made out. So like, OK,
5: exactly. And I also, as you can tell, like could probably make conversation with a wall. True. So I wasn't too worried. But when the conversation got awkward, I was like, OK, this is weird because I can kind of talk to anyone. Right. And we've already had a date and we grew up together like we should be able to talk. Right. Anyway, so we're getting closer and closer. And I asked, okay, well, what are we doing in Cold Springs? And he goes like, oh, you'll see when we get there. I'm like, oh, okay, like he's got a plan. That's cool.
3: And like a surprise planned? Like, wow. Okay. That's nice. It's thoughtful. Yeah.
5: And so we're driving, we drive right past the main street of Cold Springs. Like just, it comes and goes. And I'm sort of looking out the window and I'm like, hmm, where are we going? About five minutes later. Cold Springs is a tiny town. So five minutes outside the town is really in the middle of nowhere. And five minutes later, we pull up to this like abandoned parking lot, like gravel lot with grass.
3: Nope. A run down barn. Nope. Nope. Yep. (laughs) This is the moment where like my, my whole body tenses and I'm like, wait, everything is about to go horribly wrong.
5: Yep. And the funny thing about the story is at every point, He has the opportunity to do something right, and at every point he chooses the wrong thing. (laughs) So, for example, we drive through the town of Cold Springs to an abandoned barn, right? And I'm just like, and he pulls over, stops the car, and I'm like, where are we? And he gets out of the car with the bag, the aforementioned bag, okay, that has a smoothie jar in it. Um, and he's like, oh, you can come in if you want, if you want. If you want. What?
3: I was like, what do you mean if I want? I was invited on a date. I'm not going to stay in an abandoned gravel lot in the middle of fucking nowhere by myself. I'm vulnerable. I
5: am am vulnerable. vulnerable. (laughs) I am wearing frame leather boots. I am not wearing hiking boots
3: right now. I would be eaten alive out here. Eaten alive by these hills have eyes, people. No. Exactly.
5: And like, I was like, okay, well, I could either die in the car or die in the barn. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try the barn. Let's, like, let's give it a go.
3: Let's just give it a go.
5: So we go into the barn. And inside the barn is a beautiful wine cellar. Okay. Like, out of like a, and I'm like, okay, we're back we're in back, it. Like, we're
3: back. We're back. We're Chuck back. We're back. Chuck
5: has planned a cool wine tasting. Like he knows this cool spot. It's beautiful inside. There are all these old, old bottles. Now, listeners, I don't really drink that much. I don't not drink at all, but like, I do not have a refined palate. Specifically okay. when it comes to wine, that shit is lost on me. Um, but I recognize the gesture and like, it's cool.
3: And it's so cool, but it is a little bit like now I'm like, okay, like you don't have to, at this point, the information is like, okay, so he was actually surprising you with like, you're going to this really cool wine cellar. At that point, it's like, w- why are you committing to the bit so much that you're like pretending that you're at an abandoned lot? And he's like, you can come in if you want. It's like, wait, what? Like, just say, oh, surprise, I know this looks abandoned, but it's actually a wine cellar. And he's, like, pretending. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Exactly. It,
5: like, in, like, when we got there, he should have been like, I have a really cool idea. Like, I found this place online. Yes. Like, super nice inside. Yeah, Good go. Yelp like, reviews. Exactly. But none of that. Just like, oh, you can come in if you want. Very odd. Very odd. So, um, we go inside. It's beautiful. So, like, my hopes are restored. Hopes restored. And he goes up to the counter and he says to the woman behind the counter, like, are you Melissa? I think he said. She said, (laughs) yes. He said, I'm Chuck. I called you earlier today. And she's like, oh, yes, of course. What? He then pulls out from the bag two bottles of wine (laughs) and puts them on the counter. And she leads us back to the back room and there are all these old bottles of wine. And I love history. So I'm like, looking at all the labels they're shipped from like the 1800s in there like it looks ancient so I'm just like having a blast looking at stuff on the walls but anyway so we're in this wine cellar and this woman Melissa starts inspecting the wine like she's <laughs> looking at it she's touching the cork <laughs> and she has literally on the phone she's like will our buyer in Hong Kong want this I Like. Want-
3: I am not kidding. And you're like, I'm like, what? I thought I was on a date to drink some, like, 1880s wine, and now she's I, asking if Hong Kong is interested? Exactly. And, like, so one of the bottles appears to have been stored
5: in, like, not great temperatures or whatever, because the cork is a little, like, something or other. I don't know. Okay. But the other bottle is in mint condition. Okay. So he sells both bottles.
2: <laughs>
5: one at a discount. <laughs> for twelve hundred dollars
3: okay wait so what does he say he's just like all right well then will you take it like yeah yeah he wanted he clearly wanted these bottles off his hand and he never once turned to you and was like oh so by the way like i'm actually here to sell something no no
5: no, no. i am still just sort of like in ignorant bliss looking at the old bottles of wine like just observing everything in this barn oh my Meanwhile, god like, he's like doing deals 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 in the corner what the fuck he sells one bottle at a discount for twelve hundred, and the other bottle full price at two thousand. Okay, priced. So Mans is walking around with thirty two hundred dollars in his pocket right now.
3: All right. So first of all, like I just don't understand this. So you could have a full trip to Europe first class, and instead you're going to spend that money on a bottle of wine. Yeah. Like ha- wine is something I will never, ever, 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 it's ever It's honestly understand. shocking to me because I'm like, it all has the same effect, doesn't it? Like fucking Carlo Rossi jug of wine, like has the same effect as a three thousand. 000- I mean, I don't know. Listen, I haven't drank in ten years, but I think it's a little confusing. Yeah, I sometimes feel like
5: a bit of a luddite when I'm like, what? It can't be that good. But um, but it can. I. It brings joy to people. To each his own. I guess. You know, yeah. I'm going to nip tuck my whole body after I have kids. Yeah. That's what uh, brings me joy. Someone else. Exactly. And someone else will buy, spend that on a bottle of wine. So that's fair. Whatever. I personally do not understand the appeal, but whatever. Um, and again, this is sort of getting to like the whole Porsche 911 thing, like these finer things. Like I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm not going to be like, you're a capitalist bringing down society. But I also don't find them inherently cool.
3: I don't either. Because
5: they're, they're worth a lot. Like that doesn't do it for me. So he sells the bottle of wine or bottles of wine. We get back in the car.
3: And, and I was, he still I doesn't say anything. He still doesn't say anything.
5: He, he has given me zero
2: explanation. Okay. I turn to
5: him and I say, what was that about? <laughs> Whose wine was it? How did you come into it? Is it your wine? Do you collect wine like? If he sat there and said, I have this passion, like, you know, I got really into it a couple years ago. Like, if he had any reason for doing this that he gave me, I would have been slightly more comfortable with what was going on. Right. But he gave me nothing. He just, I said, what was that all about? He goes, I can't really talk about it.
3: (gasps) I can't really talk about it? Yes. Then why did you bring a relative stranger along to do it? Exactly.
5: So at this point, I I was just like, so you brought me on an errand. Like, <laughs> it wasn't cool. It wasn't for my own edification. Like, you have no personal attachment to this, presumably. Why am I here? Just Why? to watch you exchange goods.
3: And then have you, like, be evasive and weird and be like, I can't really talk about it. Like, what? Exactly.
5: Like, if he... This is what I mean by this story. At every turn, he could have done something right. And he always chose the wrong decision.
3: Very man of him. Every
5: single point. And I was just like, okay, this is no longer charming. This is no longer mysterious. This is just weird and not fun for me. Yeah. So, anyway, then this is the part that really gets me. So, we're sitting in this car outside this barn in outer Cold Spring. And I said, okay, well, what are we doing next? And he goes, oh, well, are you hungry? Mind you, he picked me up at noon. If you've been keeping track, we were driving for about an hour and a half. The whole thing at the wine shop probably took half an hour. So it's about two o'clock in the afternoon now. Starving. I have not eaten.
3: Starving ravenous. Ravenous.
5: He's had his weird smoothie jar. Right. And I've had nothing. That's so fucked. So I said, yes, Chuck, I am hungry.
3: Yeah, I'm starving. He said, great. Why
5: don't you find somewhere around here for us no! to have lunch?
3: Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely fucking not.
5: I kid you not. I was like, my jaw dropped. I was just like, excuse me? You take me out of New York City in this weird car to this weird barn so I can watch you do a weird errand. And now I have to find lunch? No. Like, I've- I have to forage for myself? That's you have hell. $200 sitting in your pocket. You figure out lunch, my guy. Exactly, exactly. I was speechless. I was just like, "Okay, Nancy, remember when you said these things don't happen to you? It's because these things are not real. No, they're just weird." But anyway, so I, like, in my shock state, found a place for us to have lunch. Like, I didn't know what to do.
3: Right. I. I I mean, you had to eat at that point, so it's like I had
5: to eat. And I, like, I feel embarrassed looking back on it that, like, I sort of kept going along.
3: But, like, I no. didn't know. You didn't have a choice. Like, you were already had, there. You were already I there. I
5: wrapped. And it was so bizarre. So we go, we have lunch at this, like, Lebanese place. Okay. In, in Beacon, which is the town next to Cold Springs, which is where the cool museum is. Dia, Dia Beacon, Beacon
3: that everybody Instagrams and, about.
5: Exactly. And I was like, okay, maybe he's going to take me to the museum now. Like, now that the errand is over, like, maybe the date begins. But no, we have this lunch. He did pay for it. He better. Thank
3: God, yeah, he better.
5: And we spent the entire time talking about like people we went to high school with, and like lunch felt like the most normal part of the day, but I was just like so deeply weirded out by the beginning part of the day that like there was nothing that was going to redeem. Yeah, this date. It was at too
3: all. far gone.:
5: Too far gone. So then after lunch, um we get back in the car. And he was like, okay, well, what do you want to do next? Again, like putting this all on my phone All shoulders. on you. And like, if I had been having a modicum of fun, I probably would have gone to the museum, but I wasn't. So I was like, I would like to go home now, please. And he was like, oh, okay, are you sure? And I was like, yes, please take me home. And so we're driving back, we're driving back. Of course he gets lost because he refuses to use the GPS in the car. And so I'm like looking it up on my phone. We make like eight wrong turns and I'm kind of like, Typical man, won't ask for direction. Classic. Classic. And then the best part of the entire thing is on the way home, we had to stop for gas. And he gets out of the car and it becomes very apparent that he does not know how to fill this car with gas. Oh, oh my God. Therefore, it is not his his car. car. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh my God. I pop the gas tank. I fill that shit up. I'm like, let's get on the road and please drive me home. Yeah. He drops me off in my apartment. He goes in for the goodbye kiss, which I couldn't believe. Humiliating.
3: Why? Humiliating. And
5: it was one of those ones where it was just like him kissing me and I was like a flat wall. Yeah. Like it was just kissing your hand. Awful. Awful. It kissed you back. And I was just like, oh my God. I went home. Promptly journaled every single detail
3: of the date because (laughs) I did not want to ever forget it. That's, I mean, thank God you did that because now it's bringing joy to the masses, but wow. To this day,
5: I have no idea what was going through this kid's head on this entire date. Did he follow up with a text? Did he try to ask you out again? Okay. So the follow up is pretty funny. I did not hear from him. So I, because my mother did not raise an impolite. Yeah. yeah. I texted him later that day and I said thank you for the date. It was yeah. nice to see you. Okay, nice. Okay. I didn't say I had so much fun. Right, right, right. Or of that, but I said thank you because he had expended effort. He yes. had borrowed some dude's car or stolen. Or stole it. Yeah, whatever. I send a polite thank you text. No response from him. Hell on earth. Hell on earth. So I send that to him. It was a Friday. I did not get a text from him until the following Wednesday shit and in the text he says hey do you remember so give me a name give me another name stewart great he goes hey remember stewart from high school and stewart we had spoken about stewart very briefly on our date okay oh my god wait i forgot to mention something about the date about the lunch conversation oh shit we're sitting at lunch we're talking and to make pleasant conversation i said what did you do this week And he said, I went on a date. What? Yes, I forgot that detail. Oh my God. While we were having lunch, he told me that he went on a date with this girl who he had always sort of like been into and he didn't really know if they were a thing. And then they went on a date. And I was like, okay, I'm obviously not exclusively dating you, but like, I'm not gonna
3: bring that up. Right. Like, what the hell? And he, the fact that he brought it up and like, if he had, okay, I, I like to try to give men the benefit of the doubt sometimes. And it's like, okay, if he had brought it up and been like, I actually went on a date, it was really weird. Like I had said yes to it before you and I like, like hooked up or whatever. But like the fact that he was like, so yeah, I just like, wasn't really sure where it was going. And I've kind of always been into it. Like what? Exactly. It's like, once again, there's so many ways for him to save himself.
5: And he just goes full no parachute straight out the plane. Like
3: every, every possible thing went I, wrong. Yeah. Every possible forgot that he had gone on a date. So you're like you just kissed someone else and you kissed me so if you have covid now I have covid. Great.
5: Bizarre. But anyway, we we're just reminiscing about high school and we brought up this guy Stewart. Okay. So we go on a date on Friday. I say thank you on Friday. I don't hear anything from him until Wednesday. I get this text, "Hey, remember when we were talking about Stewart? This is kind of weird." but someone in Stewart's building committed suicide. <gasps> Wait. That's the follow-up text that I get after
3: saying thank you for a nice day. <laughs> 5 days later. I'm just picturing these two bubbles next to each other like your thing of like hey I had a nice time and then his thing of like it sounding like he he just needs someone to talk about things with. It's like do you have a single friend? Do you have a therapist? Can you employ someone to like talk these things through with? Why are you talking to a date? Anyone, anyone, anyone else And any single other person in your phone would have been better to text that to Chuck. Chuck. So then I immediately respond. Like I, here's the thing at this point, i like,
5: I knew I wasn't interested in nothing to lose. I'm not going to play the game of like, Oh, wait an hour. Right. 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 Like, Within two seconds, I respond, oh, my gosh, that's awful.
3: Right. As you would, because you're a human being. I'm a human being. No response from what? him again.
5: <laughs> and then I get a text from him the next day, Thursday, at 11 o'clock at night saying, yeah, terrible. Anyway, what are you doing tonight? no,
3: no, 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 no. Okay. So, wait. So. At first, me thinking that he like was distraught by this and needed someone to talk to and chose the girl he took on a date that actually was just a business errand, and it was actually really awkward and bizarre. The fact that he chose you to like reach out to to ask for help was bad enough. The fact that this was his intro pickup line for a second date is so truly flabbergasting. Insane. I cannot and yeah, terrible anyway. like. What the fuck?
5: I will find it because I'm pretty sure I have a screenshot of it. It'll take a second. So if I have it, I will follow up and send it to you. You can post it for your listeners to see because it is a real thing.
3: It's a real thing. And it's so insane because I do. I know that thing of like when you're dating and you're like, oh, I kind of want to. Like, there was this years ago, this guy that I had been on like a couple dates with and it was clear that he like probably wasn't going to ask me out again, but I was looking for a reason to like, Text him so I could like start up the conversation again, maybe. And I think I like sent an article about something we had previously been talking about, and was like, "Oh, did you see?" Like that was what he was doing. Exactly. He was trying to find a thing to talk to you about. Like
5: exactly, but this was this was horrid, horrid, horrid. Horrid. Yes. Um. I'm trying to find it, but I don't know.
3: It's gonna take a second.
5: Anyway, so so that was how it ended. That was the follow-up.
3: That is so shocking. Why are men, who are men, what are men? Why do they do
5: the things they do? Like, what goes through their heads? What goes through their teeny tiny heads that they would think anything about that 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 date was
3: normal? I don't know. Yeah, like, he was like, okay, well, I guess, like, that was, like, I just don't. This is the thing. This is the thing I always think about men, straight men. Who do they talk to? Who do they? They clearly just don't run anything by anyone. I run everything I do past at least one person besides like I brush my teeth every day. It's like everything else. I'm like, do you think this is a good idea? Do you think I should say this? Like, do you think this is a good pickup line? Do you think like it's weird to go meet up with this guy? Do you think that it's weird that this guy asked me this? Do you think that, like, I'm in the right relationship? Do you think I should leave my relationship? Like, that is my way of being.
5: And these men are out there just lone wolfing, not asking anyone's opinion, just doing what they think is normal. And it turns out it's not fucking normal at all.
3: Because I think we've been socialized to question ourselves. Like we're like, oh, we actually need someone's approval to know if we're doing the right thing. But they've been socialized that they just like obviously must be doing the right thing. So like they just do it. And it's like, but you're so fucking wrong. And then they get upset when we say they're wrong because they're incels. And then God only knows, murder and crime occurs. Murder and crime. (laughs) Murder and crime occurs, honestly, at the end of the day. Yeah. But anyway, so that is, I would say, my
5: best dinner party story. It's iconic, but that's the best one. It's iconic. It's real. I promise the listeners, not a single detail of that story is embellished. I have ones that I really like to, you know, make sparkle a little more, but that one is full on real. I could not make up a single detail.
3: It's true. It's a. Tr- it's honestly a true crime tale. It's a true crime tale. True crime tale. And you know what? I've
5: never been back to Peking Duck House since oh my god that's sad that's the true
3: crime in all of it that's the crime oh my god it really is I want you
4: At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station, with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires. Connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world. To bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure
2: starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico – and enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started
3: so before we go i want to ask you for your dating advice i know you're on the apps i want to ask first of all do you start the conversation typically do you have any advice for like opening lines, asking for myself and the listeners. And then what is your best dating advice? Okay. So I am terrible at the apps. I have
5: little to no success getting people to respond to me. Okay. Um, so my new thing, I literally just did this this week and have had extraordinary success. Like I've never had numbers rolling in like this. I will send you, you know, I'm going to text you right now. You can look. I'm going to send you a video of what my profile looks like right now. Okay. Uh, Listeners, I will describe it to you as uh, Devin looks at it. I have changed my profile to be entirely photos of me eating ice cream. Okay. And every single answer is just ice cream. There's not a single photo that is not me licking a cone. And so it is just like, it is an incredible opener because it guys is. know exactly what to talk to you about. And like, you can be silly with it. I can do my whole ice cream spiel as I did before, as I told yes, you, like, yes. ice cream is a huge part of my diet and my identity. And it really opens up the conversation nicely. I've been having very fun conversations. It also is low hanging fruit for a
3: first date. Right, right. It's I know summer. exactly. Let's get a cone. It doesn't Let's have get to a be fucking a drink. cone. It doesn't have like, to be a trip to Cold Spring. Exactly.
5: It can just be a simple cone. Like, who doesn't love that? And so I've actually had a lot of success with this profile. And just, I changed it, I would say, two weeks ago. And I've gone on three dates and they've been really nice. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, and, and the cool thing is none of them have been ice cream dates, which, like, they could be. But they don't have to be. So I would say, I guess, in like my advice here is to make your profile distinct and to make it very easy to react
4: to.
3: Okay, that makes
5: sense. Not just like hot picture of you in a bikini. First off, none of those exist of me. And I think for guys like you are very generic when it's just like a nice aesthetically pleasing photo of you. You got to show a little something that they can hang on to.
3: That's true, because I find myself thinking about that, about other people's profiles where I'm like what do i even talk about to this like exactly like you got nothing to go on yeah
5: um and then i guess dating advice i am really not the person for this one um but you know i try not to judge people before i get there i try to allow myself to get excited even okay. if i'm even if i'm very jaded at this point like i've been on these apps since 2013 probably yeah and you know on and off not consistently but like I think it's very easy to become jaded and to become discouraged. And that happens. But in like, you know, the hour leading up to the date, allow yourself to be excited and
3: just a little hopeful. Yeah. It's allowed. I know it is hard to not get your hopes down. And I guess some people might say, like, just have low expectations or whatever. But I think it's fun to get your hopes up and be excited and think about, like, the possibilities I have always been like a total fantasizer of like, I'll immediately be like, oh my God, wait, this person owns a farm. No, that's never happened. But like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to move into his farm and we're going to have like miniature donkeys for the rest of our lives or something. And it's like, I sometimes am hard on myself about that. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I guess I'm just optimistic in this, at least in this one area of life. And that's fair, even though I've never actually been asked to share a donkey farm with anyone. Yeah. And like, it's fun to imagine your life
5: taking different turns. Like you're just all these dates, you're just going in and out of different lives that you could live. Oh my God.
3: That's so true.
5: It's fun. Who cares? I love that. I guess the last thing, and this is to guys and I, it's tough because in New York, there aren't a lot of alternatives, but drinks on the first date is a really hard first date. There's a lot of pressure on those two glasses of wine. Yeah. Like it's so sterile. Like, anything that you can do to sort of like spice it up, like getting ice cream, like that's an activity, like something that isn't just you and another person staring at each other can actually like really facilitate a nice time. But in New York, it's very hard. So I will not force people to find things other than drinks, but if you can, I recommend it. Like when I lived in New Orleans, like you could go see live music, like you could literally just go or like, There's like everything is more accessible in other places. And in New York, really drinks are the most accessible thing. That's true. So I don't fault anyone for doing that as a first date because I haven't found a better alternative. But if you have an interesting date idea, pull that out on the first date, not to impress them, but just because it helps like lighten things up a bit. That's true.
3: And shared experiences are way more powerful than just a drink. That's a beautiful statement shared experiences are way more powerful than just a drink and just a drink and every date is a look at a possible life you could have the nancy school of life it hasn't worked yet but i'm still holding out hope i really believe in the nancy school of life i'm a student i'm actually a freshman in the nancy school of life and i can't wait for my first kiss freshman year well nancy thank you so much for being here thank you for having me this has been a real pleasure um as
5: I continue to have crazy dates, I will continue to update you. Okay. Do
3: you want to like promote anything? <laughs> That's what we always ask our guests. Are you promoting anything? If you
5: feel bad for me, I just graduated from school. I'm poor. If you want to Venmo me, just like five bucks, <laughs> ah! I would accept it. Honestly,
3: what's your Venmo? Anyone.
5: It's just Nancy Dash Da Silva. That's how I'm promoting myself. Okay. Just like, any bones you want to throw my
3: way, I'll take. Promoting your Venmo is a class in the Nancy School of Life. And yeah, I'm taking it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, This has been a pleasure to the listeners. Nice to meet all of you. Um, And yeah. Thanks, Nancy. Bye. Bye.